if we look at history, when the internet first started, let's say 25 years ago, mm-hmm. that number was around 20 to 30%. Yeah. 20 to 30% of people were already educated enough before you knew that they existed. Yeah. That number is now 80. Yeah, wow. So what does that tell us? That tells us that people are more educated than they than ever. ever have been. Yeah. And that's constantly going up. People are more knowledgeable and they expect more. Yeah. And so that if we're still doing what we always did, like not giving out any information and hoarding everything mm-hmm. for our sales team to sell to them, mm-hmm. well, are you even getting the opportunity to talk to them in the first place? 2023 is just around the corner, so let's talk strategy. Welcome to the Marketing Mentors Podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Tasha, joined by the luxurious Linda this week. Oh, wow. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was going to go with it, but I went with it. Thanks, terrific, yes. Tasha. Oh, ooh, I got one. <laughs> this is so lame. It's so exciting. No, it's not. I love, I love alliteration. It's awesome. All right. Now, if you didn't pick up from what Linda just laid down, we are talking about 2023 planning, strategy, what should we be doing from our marketing strategy point of view? I know that we've already had these questions asked from our clients. We are really only, uh, when from today's recording, about six weeks away from the new year. Uh, so, yeah, exactly. Crazy. It's, it's close. Oh, my gosh. It's coming up. And there's a lot of winding down, but there's also a lot of planning and a lot of buzz around what are we going to do next year and how can we mix it up and what can we do new and fresh. And, you know, Red Pandas are asking ourselves the same thing and we've been working on um, – this new or not so much as new but we've been working on this strategy for a couple of months now and we'll definitely be going into the new year and that is our they ask you answer journey mastery journey and this idea of you know answering it sounds so simple and we're going to get more into it in a second but it's answering the questions our prospects are asking us as simple as that there's obviously a lot more to that and we're starting to see some really interesting results and it's such an incredible journey that we're going on uh, as a business, implementing it into our own marketing strategy. Yep. And this is what we want to share today is this next year, try these things that if you're not doing already, you should be doing for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, you and IT, we come across a lot of new clients, a lot of new business. We have our existing clientele, which are already implementing Uh, a lot of the strategies that we're going to talk about today. But we talk to a lot of business owners. We talk to a lot of marketing leaders. They often are coming to us and they don't know what they're doing wrong. And our recommendation is really go back to basics. They're trying to do all these really complicated things when really are you addressing your customers' concerns, needs, desires, wants? And the answer is almost Always, or they know. think they are, Linda. They yeah. think they're like, yeah, of course we are. We've got all these awesome resources on our website that talk about what we do and how we do it. And it's like, no, 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 no. Are you answering the questions that your prospects and customers have? And it's funny because, you know, you ask the question and like you said, it's, oh, yes, we are. And you delve that little bit deeper and you find out, oh, that, and they often will realize, no, we're actually not. Mm. A lot of the time, a lot of the businesses that we talk to, they're doing the same thing that they've always done. Always. But what we need to come to and realize is that buyers and consumers have simply changed. Yeah. There's some crazy stat that uh, got released from a study that says uh, our average buyer is already 80% through the buyer's journey before we even know they exist. So what does, what does that mean though? So dumb that down. So they've made 80% of their decision before they come knocking on our door, before they fill out a form on our website. Yeah. Now, if we look at history, when the internet first started, let's say 25 years ago, mm-hmm. that number was around 20 to 30%. Yeah. 
20 to 30% of people were already educated enough before you knew that they existed. Yeah. That number is now 80. Yeah, wow. So what does that tell us? That tells us that people are more educated than they than ever. ever have been. Yeah. And that's constantly going up. People are more knowledgeable and they expect more. Yeah. And so that if we're still doing what we always did, like not giving out any information and hoarding everything mm-hmm. for our sales team to sell to them, mm-hmm. well, are you even getting the opportunity to talk to them in the first place? No. No. How many times do you go onto a website, you don't find the price or something, and then you just like stuff this. I'm oh going somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah it happened yeah. literally two or three days ago. I was looking for a software. I think it was actually a call recording software, and it didn't have – oh, yeah, it was uh, Gong. I don't have no issues yep. naming and shaming. Gong. I went on the website. <laughs> I tried to find a pricing. Couldn't find it. Had enough. I It infuriated me. So what's me. the emotion that you feel? Oh, I was so angry. I was so angry. I was actually like pissed off because it's like how can you be doing this in today's day and age? not giving someone the price of something, it just it doesn't make sense to me. If you're a marketing manager right now, a CEO, whatever you are, have a look at your website right now. Are you addressing, not listing because, you know, there's there's ways we can do this yeah. safely, right? Yeah, of course. But are you addressing that on your website? And if you're not, then you probably have consumers like Tasha yeah. that are getting frustrated <laughs> with you yep. before you know they exist. So what are you going to do, T? Oh, bugger off, go find you're someone go else. Elsewhere. So back to yeah. like Linda's point of 80% of that decision's made. Think of yourself as a consumer and it doesn't have to be a software or even a bigger purchase, but it's just a purchase that there was some type of consideration in. You would have done some research before you made that purchase. You would have either found something for the price, you would have looked for some reviews maybe. We're going to talk more about that in Mm. a second, but the consumer has changed in terms of when they buy stuff and you you can't deny that. And so when we're talking about our strategy for next year and how we can mix it up and change things, Be aware that the consumer has changed. So what are you doing to make sure that your marketing and sales efforts meet that change in the market? That's when they ask you answer. Mastery comes in. There's so many beautiful things that come out of addressing and obsessing over our customers' questions, right? Obsessing over our customers' questions. So like we just said, we're building trust with them before we even know they exist. We are weeding out the people that actually aren't our ideal client profile, customer profile. And we're also then making the buying process smoother because we're giving them information and educating them. So that way, by the time they come to us, they already know a lot about what we do. So the sell is easier. Oh, 100%. It's amazing. When when I first was introduced to HubSpot as a software and there was so much value they were giving me and it was, uh, I think we were only at the time, you know, seven, eight years ago, I was only using like one of the free or very cheap tools at the time. And there was just, here, have this certification, have this course, have this article, come to this webinar, go to this event. And I was like, whoa, oh, my God, look at all this Mm -hmm. free stuff I'm getting. And I instantly built trust with this software company that has taught me a lot of what I know now when it comes to sales and marketing automation. And I truly believe they are the best sales and marketing automation tool in the the world. Yeah. (laughs) But that's... um, Of course. Yeah, of course I do. I bleed orange. But it's (laughs) it's because they built trust with me from the beginning and then turned me into this evangelist of the software because from the beginning they addressed my fears, my worries, my concerns, my objections. They held my hand on onboarding. They gave me all the support I needed. And at any point in time, even now as a customer, and this is a whole other episode we can talk about service but as a customer I get treated really well when I have a problem and they help me find that problem solve that problem sorry yeah so it's this idea of trust which Mm -hmm. if we don't have and we lose trust 
when we don't put the price on our website. <laughs> oh, number one. It's funny. I had a conversation with a friend, Sage, shout out to you. If you do mm-hmm. listen to this, I will tell you to listen to this. <laughs> I was having a conversation with him and it was so funny because, you know, he is a uh, an expert in what he does, but he didn't go to uni for marketing, right? He yep. is in the field of podiatry. And okay. so, you know, he's starting to launch his business and he's like, Linda, I don't know where to start. And so we were having this conversation around big five topics. Oh, I love this. Right. Yes. And pricing is one of them. But the five topics that we know consumers tend to research when they are actively looking to buy something. And they might not buy, they might, sorry, they might not research all five topics. Yeah. But there's a very good chance, and again, reflect on yourself as a buyer, there's a good chance that you've at least researched one of them when you've bought something. Yeah. What are those five topics, Linda? All right. So we're going to go through these today. Now, just to kind of preface this, when we talk about they ask, you answer, it is not just big five. Big five is one component oh, out yes. of 10 components. Yes. We need a whole lot of time to be able to go yep. through all of them. So we're just going to talk about the big five topics today. Yep. All right. So the big five topics, cost, mm-hmm. pricing, problems, comparisons, reviews, and best. Yeah, I love So them. what is the best? Yep. And we're going to talk about these in a little bit of depth today. Yeah. So, Tasha, from a, I guess we kind of touched on it, right, but from mm. a cost and pricing point of view, you know, what does this mean? How do we do it? Why do people care? Like, why is this one of them? Oh, I love this one. And it's and there's a reason why they're in this order because typically the first thing you go and look for is the cost of something. So, I know when I was looking for probably the most recent purchase I made online was a photo album for my baby. She turned one. I wanted to put all my pictures into an album for her and, you know, get it printed. Cute. I didn't want to go into Kmart. I didn't want to go anywhere or talk to anyone or do anything. I just wanted to <laughs> do, do that enough nine to five exactly. Friday. Just yeah. wanted to do it off my phone and not get harassed. Yeah. So I did a quick research around that like topic. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I looked for was price. Like how much is this going to cost me? And I went with the first one that I found because they had very transparent pricing. It was really easy to understand if I wanted to add on more, if I wanted to go deluxe or express shipping or all that type of stuff, and you got discounts. Did you go deluxe? Oh, of course I went deluxe. <laughs> Nothing's too good for my baby girl. But with that, <laughs> with that said, oh, I hope Zoe listens to this one, one day. day one yeah. day, um, I um, yeah, I went with the one that first of all, I actually went with the first one because. I didn't need to keep looking because it addressed the concern. I I felt trust like I felt trust in that brand straight away because it showed me what it could do. It didn't hide its pricing. It was very clear. Oh, sorry, I did also look at reviews for this one. So mm-hmm. that is one of the other okay. five items. I wanted to see who else had had used it. And you know how right now there's just so many things online. You don't know if it's real or not. Yeah. So those reviews are so important and just making right. sure that they're legit and you know nothing fake. But the cost is a big one. And I know I've had a lot of my clients say, well, you know, it depends. Yeah. Or, oh, no, we can't put our cost up. Our competitors will see. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, my God. I love so, these conversations. Yeah, oh, I love them as well <laughs> because you just see the penny drop when you yeah. have these conversations. And you don't know at first. Like, they are really genuine questions that you're yeah, asking yeah, yourself. You know, what if my competitors see? Yeah, but do you think your competitor has an idea of what you <laughs> – like your competitor has an idea. Like I know what our competitors charge. Definitely. So if you know what they charge, then they that must know mean what you charge. Yes. So What's it's a big secret. I know that we can't it's a put- non-secret. So hilarious. <laughs> so it's like, well, you might as well just put. You don't want to put your exact prices. I get it. Look, in the end of the day, are your competitors paying your bills? No. no. 
So should you be doing something dictate on dictated on what they think? No. No. Exactly. Yeah. So you it's, put it's your crazy prices ludicrous. up. You don't want to put your exact prices because it does depend a little bit and you want to they need to be customized. I get that. Do a, they start from or they range between? Yeah, I guess if you're having this conversation, let's say with a potential customer, right, and they're asking you the price and perhaps there are so many variables that are dependent on the price, right? If you're having that conversation, I am sure and tell me, you know, reach out to me if you're like, Linda, no, this isn't the case, but I'm sure you're able to communicate in a way that gives them a rough idea. You can say, well, there are these factors for this, there are these factors for this, and there are these factors for this. And if you can do that, then you can produce that into a piece of content that lives on your website. And someone that reads that and consumes that then starts to feel... They are that little bit more knowledgeable and educated and they feel that trust. 100%. They start to trust you, which is that word that we're looking for, that feeling that we're trying to get when we're wanting to generate leads and nail our marketing strategy moving forward. And I understand that, you know, putting pricing on your website is – it's probably the most uncomfortable big five topic. Yeah. It's the scariest, but it's also the one that we see is a game changer. Oh, huge. Once we start addressing huge. those those things that our customers are really interested in. Yeah. Yeah. I love the next one as well, Linda, problems. No one ever wants to talk about the problems with yeah. their product or service. Yes. So problems with your actual product yeah. or service, not with the industry no. as a whole, although it can be included. Yep. But a like like your actual product or service. Exactly. Or another way of looking at it, what are the negatives or the issues with your solution? So no negatives, known issues. So it takes a bit of thinking, brainstorming, questioning, because at first we all kind of want to protect our product or solution mm. and say there's no issues, it's perfect, you know, everything's yeah. great. But there is, there's known issues, there's known uh, problems that if we bring to the forefront when our consumer is researching for those solutions, we say, hey, look, this is a possible problem that yeah. you might have with us or with the prob- with the solution. Yeah. But it's not we're not aware we're not not aware of it. Yeah. And we know how to fix it and we know how you can use it and make it better or whatever it might be. Yeah. Again, Linda, this is just continuing to build trust yeah. in our buyers or our potential buyers. And with problems as well, it's not all just about highlighting your problems, right? What you're also doing at the same time as doing that is you're actually qualifying people. Yep. Right? Because you're highlighting some potential problems, something that, you know, they might be interested in that you don't offer. Exactly. And so if that's the case, then why let them waste your sales team, your customer service time by inquiring when Mm -hmm. they can read this content, realize that, okay, these people are out of my price range. There's no way that I'm going to be able to go up to that price range. I'm looking for an entry-level product. Exactly. They're the wrong target market. It saves the time of the sales reps having to have those conversations for 40 minutes trying to figure out whether or not this is a qualified (laughs) lead. Yeah. Just put some big five content on your website and I'll guarantee you your leads will probably be better. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. They'll start to be better the minute you start getting them in because your content is going to start doing that lead qualifying for you yeah yeah there's a a thing that we often say here at red pandas where your website should be your best salesperson yeah it should be yeah all right let's get the next one i love it all right comparisons how does your product or solution compare to alternatives this is another one that everyone's really worried about talking (laughs) and i remember back in the day like when you'd get pepsi versus coke 
things and oh, you're like, oh, my God, yeah. can they do that? Can they do that? Yeah, of course you can do that. Mm-hmm. And you should. And you should <laughs> because it builds what? Trust. Trust. Yeah. Because people are seeing that we're talking about these things openly and transparently and we're not trying to hide things behind somewhere and say, oh, no, don't talk about Coke. Pepsi will hear or whatever it is. It's just yeah. talk about it. It's out there. Someone else is talking about it, so we might as well have them listen and watch and read that content on our website. There is something that is really important, T, that as we're going through these is maybe the most important point to highlight, which is, you know, and we see this, right, companies that go off and they and they do Taya um, solo, right? They read the book, they're yep. embedded in it and they're doing it. And something that I'll often find from a content point of view is making sure that it's written unbiasedly. Yeah. And not with bias. Yeah. Because that's something that you can often do when writing this type of content because, like you said earlier, you want to protect your product and and your brand and your service. And so when you're doing this comparison, naturally, if you're not thinking, okay, I need to be unbiased, then you are going to add that bias. But what that does to the person reading it makes them not trust you. Oh, but it it erodes a bit of that trust that you've been working on and you're trying to build by saying, hey, here's the top five HubSpot agencies in Sydney and then you put Red Pandas as number one. Yeah. So spoiler alert, you're not actually meant to put yourself. Exactly. Yeah. You're not meant to put yourself. It's just the – it's genuinely the top five agencies. But think about where they're reading that article. Exactly. On your website. Yeah. So where do you think they're going to look for the contact us form? On your website. And imagine the oh my God moment when they realize that you've actually not put yourself in that top five. The amount of trust and just sheer like, wow, like these people can objectively look at their industry yep. and call out five of their competitors. Yep. That does something to a consumer. Yeah. Yeah. It continues. It, that builds the trust. Yeah. That builds the trust. Yeah. True and true. So doing this stuff with an unbiased lens. Yeah. Which mm. is tricky. Like Linda said, when you're doing that on your own and you're looking at your own business or brand, it is very tricky to do that. Um, yeah. And like I, even me now thinking about Red Pandas as the top at HubSpot agency in Sydney, I it, it evokes emotion in me. Like I don't want to put anyone else above us. Yeah. But I get it. I get what you're saying. And that's why yeah. we have content coaches and yeah. trainers like yourself that can be that person and say, no, you need to take that biased lens off and do it unbiasedly. That's and, a word. And yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I guess that's what, what we do here at Red Pandas, yeah. right? And I guess it's a mini pitch, if you will, but not. But really, our clients that are on Taya, the reason why we have them on this journey and we are their coaches is because we that people do need to get out of their own way to do this successfully. Yeah. It's just the reality of it. You know, if you ask, if I was to ask you, Tasha, to write, you know, like you said, mm. the top five, you're going to want to do that naturally. Yeah. You need that person as well to come in and say, oh, this part, this is a bit biased. Oh, this one yeah. here, like, you know. Linda says it a lot uh, a lot less nicer than that, a lot meaner <laughs> than that. She's ruthless. <laughs> All right, Linda, All right. the next one, uh, second last one is review. So what's everybody saying about your solution? So this is sometimes comparisons and reviews. Sorry, no, reviews reviews and best. Reviews is more so as well, I will say. There is that, right? There's definitely that. And then there's also, which is the harder part, reviewing your own products and services. That's it. it. Again, with an unbiased lens. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I've – um. This one here is, yeah, what everyone's saying about your solution. So whether or not that's your Google reviews, your Facebook reviews, testimonials, case studies, that's where they start to come in. And like you said, it's that unbiased opinion on your solution. Um, This is where, again, having someone that's 
external to the business or a coach of some sort that can guide you and give you the right strategy or um, solution to getting that information for that review yeah. is going to really help. And then when that type of content is on your website, again, people are reading it and consuming it, that trust is just continuing to build, continuing to build. And just so we are clear, these five topics, they're not just five articles. These are multiple articles. These are just like the speaking points to them, if mm. you will. I mean, really, there should be a never-ending never journey of writing these articles. You yeah. know, are the types of questions that your consumers are asking you, are they going to stop anytime soon? Nope. No. And we know that the buying journey has the buying decisions and journeys has changed it was 22 percent 30 years ago now it's 80 yep. percent. that number is only going to go up yep so, so the we, types of questions are exactly. going to change perhaps they're going to get more advanced perhaps you know the industry will change and yeah. so people just need to go the questions will always be changing yeah and the only way that you can keep that trust going is to constantly be addressing these things now from a reviews point of view you might have a few products that you sell and perhaps some of the specs of those products are similar and people are a little bit confused as to, okay, your consumers are confused as to which yep. one is for me. So these types of articles help them self-qualify, um, self-qualify? Yeah, self-qualify. Self yeah, before they come to you. So yep. therefore they're coming to you more educated yep. and they're able to make that decision potentially and not waste the time exactly. of the team. And then shorten the sales cycle as well, which I have so many clients saying, Tasha, I need to shorten my sales cycle. Yeah. And they think it's all in automation. Don't get me wrong. I'm an automation queen. I love yeah. automation. Yes, <laughs> automation will help shorten sales journeys, but not as much as content will. Yeah. And answering the questions. Yeah. Like we need to answer the questions. I can replace a 40-minute sales call with an article oh, and one so email. Good. Yeah. That's the automation, but do you know oh, what it took to yeah. get there? Like it took that article to be written and to be reviewed and to be articulated properly and unbiasedly answer those questions, then put in an automation. The automation is just the tactic. Yeah. It's the strategy behind what are you putting in that automation to shorten the sales cycle. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. Yeah. Anyway, our, um, our last it. one, which is probably one of my favorites, I have to say. Is it? Yeah, I think okay. because when I was first introduced to the world of They Ask You Answer through Moby several, many years ago, mm. this idea of best yep. came up a lot. And now I worked in childcare at the time and the childcare space back then wasn't very competitive. Okay. So when people were searching for the best childcare in Sydney, right, they weren't getting very much. There just wasn't a lot of like organic or um, Google com competition, if you will. Mm -hmm. So we went after the best childcare in Sydney, and nice. Moby helped me write the best best article, I think, in you know, yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um. All that all that time ago, and look, I haven't checked the rankings, but we we nailed that ranking for a good seven years. Wow. We held the best childcare in Sydney, number one ranked for our, our client who was where I used to work with um, you know, back in the day. Yeah. So that's why I love the best and it's and that's what we're searching for as consumers. We want yeah. the best. We want the best of the best. So we're going to search for the best glasses, the the best headphones for yeah. XYZ, yeah. the, the best, best childcare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, You're yeah. going to search for the best because people want the best. Yeah. And we don't want uh, those – you know, quite often you can get those um, – like yellow page style listing, yeah, yeah, um, things. People don't trust those. Yeah, they're not going to go on there because they, they they're a bit totally. spammy and they're a bit like you can see they're just trying to build backlinks or weird. Mm -hmm. We want genuine, like genuine, yeah. trustable content, if you will. Trustable is my new word as well. Yeah, 
trustable. You are very trustable. I don't think that's an actual is word. Is that a word? It is now. Um, <laughs> we want content that we can read and feel like this is legit, this is true, I can yeah. trust these people. Yeah. And the best of something mm. is a really nice topic to write about. Obviously, you are the best. So now you can write about yourself. That's yeah, probably yeah, why yeah. I like it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it's, yeah, what's the best solution available? Yeah. And then you might talk to um, the problems and the points. And within that best article, you might have, and like you correct me if I'm wrong, you might have links out to these other five articles where you address cost, problems, comparisons, reviews. Mm. That's why you're the best. Yeah. Part of that. And then obviously your solutions you provide. I mean, it it does so many things. Yeah. Even like you said, T, linking out, it just shows how confident you are yeah. in what you sell, in what you do. The fact that you're able to acknowledge from an objective point of view, write about this on your website yep. and link. Yeah. It just does something. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like Linda said, though, uh, that is one concept of 10 when it comes to the they ask, you answer business philosophy of obsessing over your customers' questions, fears, worries, objections, and concerns, Mm -hmm. becoming the most trusted voice in your industry. Um, You know, if you want to learn more, I will link to a very comprehensive guide to They Ask You Answer on our show notes, which I highly recommend reading. If you want to learn more, obviously, you can reach out to us. But when it comes to your digital marketing strategy next year, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and agree that the buyer has changed and so should your marketing tactics. Then you need to read a book. You need to read a book. <laughs> we'll give you the book. We'll give you Reach the book. Reach out to us. We will give you a free book. Literally. If you are genuinely interested and yes. they ask you answer. And if you... Because it will change your life. It will 100 I literally had a client and that's uh, yeah. George from Empire Legal yep. earlier this week. <laughs> Shout out to George. Yes. <laughs> who... um literally said life-changing shit so yeah it it works it works that's the one-liner it's exciting it's easy guys it's easy just yeah what are people asking you answer their questions that's this yeah. episode is based off of a question that we got asked earlier this week yep linda tasha what should i focus my marketing on next year so bloody simple literally yeah it's not crazy revolution lies stuff it's no. literally back to basics obsess over your consumers Mm -hmm. because no one in Australia is doing this stuff. That's the other thing. You know, we have our American partners Mm -hmm. and, of course, we've been implementing this stuff for many years, even before, you know, joining forces with our American team. But when you look at so many industries in Australia, a lot of them are not doing this. And if they are attempting it, it isn't truly they ask you answer style in my opinion. I think that by implementing this, you are so ahead of the curve. Yeah. All right, awesome. Great I feel episode. like we are just so passionate about so this. Passionate about yeah, this. I love talking yeah, about well, Big we've Five. Yeah, well, we've just been smashing it out for, geez, I don't know how long. It's but been our life, yeah. Literally, and now it's we're, we're starting to really see the fruits of all of our labour come out. So, yeah. Thank you, Linda. It has been an absolute Thanks, pleasure, as always. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, fears, worries, ob- objections, <laughs> <laughs> make sure you hit us up, Red Pandas Digital. It's not Red Pandas Digital. This only happens when I'm like not focusing. (laughs) Redpandas.com.au. This this was episode 17. So redpandas.com.au forward slash MM17. Until next time, Linda. Thanks, T. Bye, everyone. (laughs) 